It's so good. We've been on an incredible journey over the last uh, few weeks, say about four weeks now. We've been journeying in this uh, series called The Spirit of Sonship. <clears throat> I believe it's been like just an amazing time for us, an incredible time for us. Who's really enjoyed this time, this journey? Amen. If you haven't listened to the whole series, you probably need to download that. It's free if you go on to c3tagra.org.au, onto our website. You can download that podcast free. If you're not that um, technical, we will have the hard copy here. And you can actually, I think it's really good to purchase it anyway, because you can just, you know, stick it in, listen to it. You can download it onto your iPods or whatever, and just listen to it over and over again. Because this isn't a message that you can just listen to and just put it away and say, okay, next. I really believe this is the foundation of what God wants to do in this time and this day. I was speaking, we just came back from a pastor's conference down in Bondi. Um, There was probably about 40 pastors there, senior ministers, some really respected guys that I really respect in the ministry. And as chatting to them, they're all saying the same thing, that God is really speaking to the nation of Australia to rise up into maturity, that God is bringing our nation spiritually to a place of maturity so that he can pour out his spirit and and raise us up to do great and mighty things. And I said this morning that the rest of the world is waiting for us. And God will use, I believe, Australians because we're, 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 we're gentle people, we're shy people, we're a little insecure, but when he fixes that up, that's going to turn into humility. Amen? That insecurity, God wants to change that to humility. And we're servants. I believe we've got servant hearts. I believe that when there's a cause, we'll rally together, and we are quite happy to wash people's feet in the name of Jesus. We're quite happy to serve people. We're quite happy to love people. And Aussies just love the underdog. They love the strugglers. They love people that are having a hard time. And I just think we'll just embrace people with the love of Jesus Christ. If God can get us healed, get us empowered, we can make a huge difference, not just to this nation, but I believe to the nations of the world. I think there'll be people that are shot out across the nations of the earth from this place. And uh, I said that to Garth, and Garth said that to me, you know, just a few months ago. We just both felt God's going to shoot people out across the earth from this place. And that's been a prophecy over our church for a long, long, long time. And I believe God is beginning to get ready to do those things in Jesus' name. Is that good? So let's just pray. Father, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus Christ, that every heart, every mind, every spirit, every soul, every ear, Lord. There would just be a peace right now in our hearts to hear your word. Let our ears hear, let our eyes see. Open our eyes, God. Open the eyes of our heart that we might hear what your spirit is saying to the church. Thank you, Lord. Remove the veil right now from our minds. Take away the confusion and the distraction and let us just hear your voice in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So we've talked about how our nation, Australia, has been under a spirit of rejection because of the birthing of our nation, that we've walked, many of us, without even knowing it, in an orphan spirit. 
but God has come to reveal to us that we don't need to walk under rejection or in an orphan spirit, that we need to walk in the spirit of sonship, amen, by which we cry, Abba, Father, where we have a close relationship with our Father and he calls us into all that we can do for him and all that we can be for him. As Jesus walked with the Father and heard the Father speak to him, so we'll walk in this day hearing the voice of our Father and obeying him immediately and seeing mighty things happen. We've learned how we can love God with all our heart, our soul, our mind and our strength, who our Father is and what our Father really thinks about us. Amen. We've learned to love each other although we're going to be learning that until Jesus comes back. Amen. But we, we've, learnt, we've learnt to love each other for who we are, not have this expectation of one another, but let the gifts of God rise up inside of us and just let each other be what each other is naturally, not try to box each other in, but just naturally be who we are in the body of Christ. And then last week, we learnt how to love ourselves. Now, when I say we learnt how to love ourselves, that is a life This is a life journey. All that I'm speaking of is a life journey. But let's just say we've turned some pages, we've peeled back some onion skins, and we've found more of God. We've gone deeper into the well of his marvelous grace and love and salvation, and we've found more with inside of ourselves. And I know many people have said to me, gee, I feel like I'm changing. You know, the word of God it washes over us and we do change. The word of God is living and active. And when the word of God is preached straight from the throne room of God and it's what God wants to say to you right now, you better believe when God speaks, you change. Amen? It doesn't matter who the vessel is. When God speaks, God is speaking to his people, to his children. He's calling his sons and daughters into a a dynamic, beautiful, intimate relationship and he's calling his sons and daughters into a place of empowerment. He wants us to take over. Amen. And, and I've been listening to a couple of people speak about you know, what God has been doing, but I wanted them to share, a couple of people to share with you what God's been doing over this journey. If you, you could come, Tash, and, and Marty's going to come up. Just give that mic to Tash, Bill, behind you. Yeah. Yeah. And Marty, come up too. Yeah. Let's give them a clap. So, Tash, you've got like a connect group of about 13 people. Yeah. Yeah. Put up your hand if you're in Tash and Luke's connect group. They are. They're they're, they're just about all here, I think. Sitting together. They're all sitting together, (laughs) connecting and loving each other. But last week you got into a discussion about this whole series. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the last fortnight we, um, you know, we always muck around and have have dinner together and then we kind of turn it serious and, you know, I think Marty was there and the last time it was really special because it was like everybody was contributing Mm. and on on some level, like obviously everyone's level is different, but everyone was sort of saying that this was really relevant to them and it was something that God was, you know, dealing with in their hearts and, you know, it wasn't just the girls saying, yeah, yeah, I I can really relate to this and this has been really good for me. It was also um, the men in the group as well. Um, and I guess what, what's encouraging for us is that this message, if you don't deal with who you are and who God thinks you are, then the devil is always going to have a foot on top of you. Yes, and, yes. Um, yeah, and I guess just as, as a group, 
we um, were brainstorming how we could practically put this into, um, you know, actually doing this every day. And I, th I can't remember who said it, and I'm sorry that I forgot who said it. Um, but they were just saying, you know, every morning to get up and declare faith statements over your life. Yeah. And to Amen. say, Amen. you know, God loves me and God, yeah. I am the daughter of a king. You know, and actually to, uh, change the way that you speak about yourself. Amen. And I was really encouraged by that because I don't do that in the morning. I get up and go, oh my goodness, it's morning. What is going on? I don't, I don't put God first in that. And so I've been actually doing that. When I'm just eating my breakfast, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm the daughter of the king. And today, you know, I have God's authority and I Amen. am not rejected. Amen. I am not rejected in my workplace. I am, you know, I'm meant to be here. And I've just, yeah, I've just noticed my confidence is a bit better. That's great. <laughs> you know, being brave enough to get a haircut, for example. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a really little thing, but actually it's, it's a lot. So, yeah, And you God's look beautiful. Amazing. You look beautiful and brave. Um, I know I spoke to youth a little while ago uh, about my father. Um, he's, he's the dude that told me to go and buy some land, boy. As, uh, as whoever was here would have, would have heard that. But, but <laughs> there it is. But, um, but uh, I mean, I know, like, I've never, I don't really speak about him that much. I mean, our relationship over, you know, my... In, uh, my 25 years of existence has been very touch and go and to this day it's it's still very well I don't know where you'd say it is I mean uh, just to put it in context I haven't I really haven't spoken to my father since I've got here so um, but um, it's really until I've I've been uh, really engaging with what Pastor Julie's had to say about uh, about belonging and I mean I've wrestled with the fact that, you know, I just, I've been over so many years just trying to make that connection with my father and it hasn't happened. But what I have to say is, you know, it's, it's finally, you know, after 25 years I've finally realised that we've got a heavenly father that the love that, the love that he's got for us is, as I said, it's taken me 25 years to realise it. It's just, it just, well, no word can describe it. And, and, you know, I've got this vision of, I've just got this vision that continually comes back to me, and it just, every time I think about it, it, it just, it brings me to tears. It's, 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 and it's often, often been described of putting myself in the picture that, that I'm just running towards God, and, and, and just the embrace, an embrace between me and Him, and just, just the love, the connection there. He's just got unlimited, overflowing love, mm. love that that just can't be offered here on earth. And it's a love that I haven't felt till now because I just, you know, it's taken 25 years to realise that there is, uh, there is someone out there, that, a heavenly father that just, that just loves me and he loves everyone. So, yeah. so cool. It's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, Mum. You can give that to Pastor Phil. Can you give that to Pastor Phil? Thanks. That's great, isn't it? It's so beautiful. So we have this revelation that we are sons and daughters of God. We're getting a revelation that God is our Father, Abba Father, Daddy, He is our Father. We're getting a revelation that we're okay. Actually, we kind of like ourselves a little bit and we're learning to like ourselves. But tonight I want to speak to you about our authority in Christ. Our, the spirit of sonship 
gives you authority. And just let me skim back over a few things that I said this morning. And if you were here this morning, I apologize, but there's many people that really need to get this foundational teaching in their hearts to be able to go forward, okay? So we'll go there as a family together tonight, okay? So in Genesis 1, 27 to 28, we see where it all started. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every living thing that moves on the ground. So when God originally put male and female upon the earth, he actually gave them rulership. You could say they were like a king and a queen. They had authority to rule the earth, amen? But we know that the fall of man came and when the fall of man came, man who had ownership over that and had a free will. Everybody say free will. God gave us a free will. We're not puppets. Amen. He let us rule the earth, but he gave us a free will whether we would follow him in that rulership or go another way. Man chose another way. Unfortunately, Adam and Eve chose another way. And they actually handed the rulership of the earth over to the devil. So we see in Luke 4, Five, uh, Luke 4, 5 to 8. And this is Jesus when he's being tempted by the devil and that comes out of the devil's mouth. He says, The devil led him up a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor because it has been given to me. And I can give it to anyone I want. And Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord God and serve him only. So the devil was literally saying to Jesus, the rulership over this earth, look at it all. I can give it to anybody I want. Because why? Because it was given to me. Adam and Eve, the original man and woman, gave the rulership of this earth over to the devil And the devil held it in his hand until that incredible day when Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary. And he hung on the cross of Calvary. And just before he died, he said these amazing words. He said, it is finished. You see, what was finished? It was finished that he had paid the price, the ultimate price of his death and his blood to take back authority over the earth again for us. Amen. To bring us back into relationship with our Father, to bring us back into the original state that we had as sons and daughters, to bring us back into the original state that we had uh, as rulers over this earth. Amen. Jesus already ruled over the planets, over everything, but we had willingly given the rulership of this earth over to another. Jesus had to pay the price with his own blood. Willingly, he went to the cross and paid a price so that everything could be restored to us. Amen? Everything has been restored to us. And and the scriptures say that he defeated all the works of the enemy. All the works of the enemy were dealt with on the cross of Calvary. Is that good news? Is that good news? In Ephesians 1, and I'll go from verse 21, it says this. I'll just go back to verse 20. No. Um, 
verse 19, and his incomparably great power to us who believe. That power is like the working of mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority and dominion, power and dominion, and every title that can be given not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. And God placed all things under his feet. Say, under his feet. Say, today, the earth is under the feet of Jesus. It's his footstool. Amen? He's in control. Jesus Christ is in control. This planet is not out of control. It is in control. Amen? And all he's waiting for is for us to get a revelation of who we are in him, what he's done and the price that he has paid so we can partner with him in bringing everything into order. It has been done in the spirit realm. And all we've got to do now is bring it into the natural and make it happen. Is that good? Amen. And so we see then that Jesus has taken back this authority and then he draws the disciples to himself and he begins to teach the disciples what now, what are they going to do with this authority that he has won back. And it says in Matthew, then Jesus came to them, this is the disciples, and this is us. We are the disciples of Jesus Christ, amen? And it says this, and Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Jesus, right in that statement there, Jesus was saying, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And guess what? I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it back to you. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them, to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The kingdom of God had come to the earth, and Jesus had come to make everything right. Is that good? Is that good? And then Jesus goes on to say this in Luke 10, 18 to 24. He replied, I saw Satan falling from, like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority. Say, he has given us authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that spirits submit to you. And da, 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 and it goes on. Then he says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. The Father right now wants to reveal to us as his sons and daughters, as his humble servants, as, as, as having hearts like children, so open, so fresh, so willing to learn, like a beautiful heart like Marty's that just goes, yeah, yeah, like God's doing something inside of me and I'm going to be real about it. I'm just going to be open about it. I'm just going to be a child about it. You see? And when we're like that, when we've got hearts that are open like that, then God comes and plants seeds of revelation within those hearts. Amen. He reveals things to us. And it says here, it goes on, 
All these things, this is in verse 22, all these things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. I want to give you some really, really, really good news. Tonight, the Father, the the Son chooses to reveal the Father to you. Tonight, the Father chooses to reveal himself to you. Right now, in this place, our Father God is beginning to call you by name. He's beginning to separate you out, separate you and separate you from the crowd. You're no longer one of the crowd. You're not just a congregational member tonight. You are a child of God, and your Father is coming close to you. When I was in prayer tonight, just before the service, I actually saw Father God actually walking around the congregation, putting his big hand on people's heads, claiming you. One-on-one. Looking into your eyes. One-on-one. You are significant. You're set apart. You are called for a purpose and a plan in Jesus Christ. Isn't that fantastic news? Amen. John 8, 32 says, And then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Guess what? The truth is this. You have all authority. And the truth will set you free. You have authority over yourself. You have authority over your atmosphere. You have authority over your friends. You have authority over your children. You have authority over your workplace. You have authority over your body. You have authority over the devil. You have authority over your finances. You have authority. Everywhere you place your foot, you have authority. Amen? You don't have to put up with stuff any longer. You have been given all authority. All authority. Amen? And when you're in a vital, loving relationship with your Father and He speaks to you and you just walk over and you just go, Okay, Father, and you just lay hands on or you just pray and change atmospheres in His name. Amen? He's given you authority to bring a light into this world like Luke was praying, that we are the light of the earth, which should not be hidden. And what are we hidden underneath? We're hidden under rejection. We're hidden under um, low self-worth. We're hidden under these lies that hold us bound. We're hidden under these ancient lies that tell us we don't really have power. We don't really have authority. But tonight I want to make that clear to you that you absolutely and positively do in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 1 Peter says this, 2.9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him that called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Amen? Oh, Jesus, there's so much to bring these people. I'm so excited about this. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited, Jesus, what you're doing. Amen? What you're doing, God. It's just so beautiful. God, just right now, just let it come into their hearts, God. Just bring revelation, knowledge, God, and words. What are words? But God, let your word go forth and let it open hearts in Jesus' name. You know, when we talk about the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son, we know that the father had two sons and one son um, took all the, his inheritance early and went off and squandered it. And we know that. And he you know, had a wild life. And then when he came back, The father accepted him back 
and he had open arms. And I'm just going to pick it up here where it says, um, in verse 21, actually... Yes, I'll just go from verse 19. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. Or it was actually the right translation is slave. Just make me a slave. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Just make me a slave. Do you know that, that we as Australians, we, off, we just do that? We beat ourselves up? You know, Lord, I'm not worthy. Just, just make me a slave. I'll just be a slave. And we, we become slaves of, of works programs, trying to work our way for God to love us, trying to do, you know, just, just like, you know, Marty was saying with his own dad, you know, 25 years I've tried to make that man love me. 25 years I've tried to connect with him. And then we turn that around to our Heavenly Father and we do another 25 years hard labor trying to get God to love us. But the truth of the matter is he loved you before he even before you even came to him. He loved you while you were a sinner. He loved you when you were in your mother's womb. He loved you before you were in your mother's womb. He's always loved you, always will love you. There's nothing you can do to please him because you already please him. You please him just by being you. You're an individual, unique, incredibly, amazingly made by God, fashioned and formed by the hands of almighty God. There is nothing like you ever, ever, ever in the world, ever. You are unique. He loves you. Amen? You don't have to be a slave anymore. You don't have to live in fear anymore. You can be a son and a daughter of the Most High God. And, and it says here, And the father saw him. He was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son. And he threw his arms around him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick. Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. You know, the father rejoiced. The father rejoices tonight. I know that tonight we're not talking about backsliders in this room. We're not talking about people that, that, that have gone away from God. And if you have, it doesn't matter because you're in this anyway. Amen. Jesus will accept you right back again. But we're talking about people who have held their heart back from God because they just don't feel worthy. And then this son comes into the presence of his father and this father is a picture of our heavenly father. And this, and this is a price that Jesus has paid that we might come to our father and our father embraces us and kisses us, wraps his arms around us, kisses us. And then he puts a robe around his shoulders and that's the robe of righteousness. That's, that's just covering over his sin. How many of you know that Jesus covered your sin? Jesus washed out and wiped out your sin and covers you with a robe of righteousness, amen? And you can walk around with that on. You can walk around with that on like royalty. You've got a robe of royalty over your shoulders and you know the spiritual realm can see that. And when you walk around, you walk around with your head held high because you are royalty tonight. You are royalty tonight. And then he put a ring on his finger. And this was a ring that had the mark of the father's business on it. And, when, you know, they used to stamp things like that. And that was as good as the father's word. And it meant that you could do business in the father's name. You could do business. You know, tonight, you can do business in the father's name. You have been authorized, deputized, and commissioned to do work in the Father's name. Amen? 
in the Father's name. And then he put sandals on his feet. You know, the slaves never, ever had shoes. They never had shoes. You only had shoes on your feet if you were a son. And he was saying to him, you will never be a slave in my house. I put shoes on your feet. And tonight we have the gospel. We have the shoes of the gospel upon our feet. Amen. He put them on our feet. We have shoes to wear. We are not slaves. We walk around with the gospel of Jesus Christ burning in our bones, burning in our bodies to give it out, to give it out to a world that's hungry and dying and in need of us. And the oldest son comes back and he sees all this going on. And I'm just going to pick it up down here where it says, the older brother became, verse 28, sorry, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. How would you like a goat, Ollie, to celebrate with your friends? Woo, that's fun. And he says, the father says to him, My son, you see, what I see here is a son that's just bound up in works. I've slaved for you. I've obeyed you. This is a person under law. Amen? And the father turns around to him instead of saying, you know, my slave, because that's what he was acting like. The father turns around and says, my son. He was saying to him, get a revelation that you're not a son here. You don't have to slave for me. When you work, stand at the door and greet people, you're not being a slave, slaving for God. You're being a son of the house, owning the house. When you pay your tithes, you're not a slave to the house of God. You're being a son of the house. You're taking ownership. Do you know what? I own that light up there. I paid for it with my own McDonald's money about a hundred times. You know what I'm saying? It's ownership. And he says, my son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. You know, sometimes we can be in the church. We can even be with God. But we never download the inheritance that has been given to us. Jesus said this. He said, he said, to the disciples, they said, how should we pray? Pray like this. Our Father. Our Father. Our Father. Our Father. He's our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Tonight, heaven is full of every good thing and we as children of the Most High God can access that any time that we want to. It's all sitting there, waiting, and no one's accessing it because we don't believe that we can get our inheritance yet. We're all waiting till we die and go to heaven. But it's now. It's now. It's now. It was, was a centurion in, in the scriptures. He was a man under authority. He was a man with authority. 
And he had a servant that needed to be healed. And so he asked, could Jesus come and heal his servant? When Jesus was on the way, he sent his servants to tell Jesus, tell Jesus this, just say the word and my servant will be healed. I'm a man under authority. And I tell my people to do this and do that and they do it. And I tell them to go there and they go there. I know that when I say the word, because I'm a man under authority and I'm a man of authority, that the word gets done. And he was saying to Jesus, I see that you're a man of authority. You don't have to even come to my house. You say the word right from where you are right now and my servant will be healed. And the servant was healed. And Jesus said, I've never seen so much faith in all of Israel. See, the faith came from a revelation. And the revelation was this, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And our revelation is this, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, Jesus said, now I give it to you. Now you use it. In my name. In my name. And when we mention the name of Jesus Christ, demons tremble, atmospheres change. Why? Because it's the power of the name of Jesus Christ. And we're coming with the ring that says Jesus Christ. We're coming with the ring that says, I'm doing business in my Father's name. I'm doing business in the name of Jesus Christ. Because I have all authority in Jesus' name. Amen? Look at this. The disciples kind of got this. They got it. Because Jesus has died and he's risen and he's gone and he's left the Holy Spirit and the disciples go out because Jesus said, greater work shall you do than I have done. Go, go in my name. I give you all authority. Go, go in my name. And the disciples go out and here we pick it up in Acts 3 and verse 2. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day to beg for those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him. Peter looked straight at him. And then Peter said, look at us. Look at us. Because Peter knew that he had something that was of greater worth to this man than money. And he didn't say, look to God. He didn't say, look to Jesus. He said, look at us. Because all authority has been given to us. Amen? Look at us. And then he says, so the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do you see the power and the authority in that? Do you see the dominion in that? Do you see the dominion in it? Do you see the empowerment of authority over the earth? Silver and gold I don't have, but what I have. What did he have? He had authority. In Jesus' name. Get up and walk. He had authority over all the works of the devil. Do you think a crippled man begging is the works of the devil? Yes, it is. And in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the man walked. Amen. It's all available to you. All the love, all the joy, all the peace, everything that you need is available to you. All the power, all the anointing, all the healing that you need. Jesus 
said this, Matthew 10, 7 and 8. He says to his disciples, As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Now freely give. What have we received? Authority. What have we received? Dominion. What have we received? Zozo life, wholeness, salvation. What have we received? Relationship back with our Father. Freely you've received, freely give. Go give relationship back. Find someone else that needs a relationship with your Father. Freely you've received, freely give. Hand out healing. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. A few years ago, I was in a place in God where I was really seeking God and praying and fasting and I knew that God wanted to do something great in my life, amen? But I'd come from a past that, as many of us have, that was just full of rejection. Because as I said in in one of the first sessions, you know, the enemy, the, the rejection, the spiritual atmosphere makes people reject us. They can't help it. They're under this atmosphere and so they're going to reject us. They're going to hurt us. Amen. And so many of us grow up with those wounds and everything like that. And so I was in show business and I was in um, doing a lot of television work when I was at school and from like the age of eight. And so I was a peculiar child because I didn't do things normal kids did. I grew up fast and I was just always working and always in, in the studios and television and stuff like that. And then... About, you know, in my early teens, I was every Saturday on this television show that was like an early Young Talent Time, for those who even remember Young Talent Time. <laughs> Gee, I don't even know what to relate it to today. It was just like a singing and dancing show uh, with, you know, young teenagers. And I was a host of it. So I was like the host of this show and also I sang and danced with my sisters and there was about 20 kids in it. And it was just amazing, but that was on a Saturday. So every Monday, when I would go to high school, there would be an entourage waiting for me. And, and so I grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney, so there would not just be like, you know, we don't like you. No, there was bats, chains. You know, it's like, we're going to kill you. And I had to turn up to school every Monday, and they would be there at the gates waiting for me, and I'd just have to be petrified to go to school. And I'd get a bit of a beating on the way in and sit by myself at lunchtime. You know, I'd, I was scared to go to the toilet because they'd beat me up in the toilets if I went to the toilets. Anywhere away from the teachers, I'd just continuously be harassed by these kids. And I know now it was jealousy and all those kind of things. And I have no problem at all, you know, in my heart towards them. But it really put a, a real seed of rejection in my life. And... I remember the very last day of school, I was only 14, I had to get special permission to leave school because I just couldn't take it anymore. But my very last day of school, they had had the whole form, would you call it year, year, the whole year, um, I think it was like third year then, um, the whole form had locked the teachers and the principal into the office, into the staff room, and then they had taken the megaphone thing and they were calling my name. I was locked up in one of the classrooms. They were calling my name and there was a girl that had a syringe full of heroin. She was going to shoot this in my arm and kill me. And they were all calling me to come because 
she wanted to go back to jail with her girlfriend. Anyway, it was a long story. But here, here they are, they're chasing me with this hair. It was good school, Garth, good school. And um, anyway, so they're chasing me with this needle and they're yelling out, come down, we're going to kill you today. This is a whole form chanting at me. And I'm on the second floor in a classroom locked in. And then they came up and they started to bang on the glass of the door, trying to break it to get to me. So I had to jump out of the window two stories up. Somehow, I don't know how, something caught me and I rolled out on the grass, ran down and hid in a stormwater drain as I, I could hear them all running across the stormwater drain, screaming and yelling like crazy mob coming to get me. And so, you know, a few years back I'm at this conference and I'm just you know, waiting on God and believing God's going to speak to me. And then I get this vision. And in this vision, um, I'm standing, it's like a church. And it's like there's, there's an aisle going down and there's people on both sides of the aisle. And I'm standing there and I'm dressed like a bride. And I look down the aisle and I see Jesus at the other end of the aisle. And he's saying to me, come to me, come to me. And I looked at the mob on both sides and I'm going, uh-uh, <laughs> I'm not... They're going to yell at me. They're going to tell me they hate me. They're going to say all these things to me. They're going to, you know what I mean? I'm not walking through that. Jesus, I'll come to you another way, but not through the mob, not through that. I can't do that again. And Jesus says, just come to me. And I just thought, I love him so much. I'm going to face my fear. I'm going to face this rejection. And I began to walk down this aisle. And as I began to walk down there, I could hear people whispering. I thought, there they go. They're talking about me. I knew it was going to happen. And the whispering, I began to hear it. And it says, oh, isn't she beautiful? Isn't she wonderful? He's going to love us so much. It's so wonderful. And they started to applaud me and cheer me on. It was the great cloud of witnesses. It wasn't the mob anymore. It was the great cloud of witnesses cheering me on. And as I got closer to Jesus, it got louder and louder as they cheered me on. Then I got on this stage and I went up in a pedestal. And I'm being lifted up on a pedestal with Jesus. And they're all cheering. They're all cheering, cheering, cheering. And then Jesus turns around to me. And he puts a crown upon my head. He puts a robe around my shoulders and he hands me a scepter. And he said, today, I have crowned you. I have crowned you. And he said, what will you decree? And I just, it was just the most, from that moment, rejection fell off my shoulders so fast. From that day, I was never afraid again of what people would say of me. I was so in love with my Jesus. I had a revelation that I was crowned as a princess, that I had a scepter in my hand, and that at any time I could decree. And then a few years later, Jesus took me into another vision, and I was just standing on an altar like this, and I was preaching. And I saw Jesus come to me, and he gave me a scepter in my hand, and I said, Jesus, what's this scepter for? And he said, I'll show you. And as I was preaching, I was calling people forward. Just come forward and receive Jesus. Just come forward and your lives will be changed. Just come forward and your bodies will be healed. And it was like they were walking towards me, but they didn't, they didn't even see me. It's like they walked straight past me. And as they walked past me, it was like there was a zone here. And as they walked past me, they hit this zone where they walked into a supernatural realm and they were healed and delivered and saved and set free. And I believe this. I believe that every one of us has been crowned. Every one of us has a scepter in our hands and we're able to decree, amen? Every one of us has authority. Jesus said it. He sent us all, not one, not two, not the favorites, 
all of us. There are no favorites. We're all his favorites. Amen? Tonight, let's just stand to our feet, and I want you to stand into that authority as the music team come. I want you to stand up and feel like that robe is being put around your shoulders tonight. In Jesus' name. Just feel it going around your shoulders right now. Amen. And even if you haven't got this full revelation of what we've been talking about, and you're saying, I've got to get those tapes, I've got to, tapes, I've got to get those CDs, I've got to listen to them over and over again till I get this, I'm telling you, when you get it, you'll know you've got it. But tonight, the Lord wants to commission you to go anyway. And I want to commission you to go anyway. And this morning we did a demonstration of prayer. We did a demonstration how we would normally pray and how we should pray when we're praying with authority. And what we would normally do is we would normally beg, Jesus, please heal. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, please come and heal this person. And, you know, but Jesus wants us to stand up with authority. Say, in the name of Jesus, I command this sickness to be gone in Jesus' name, to visualize it in our minds that we have rulership and authority to command that sickness to be gone. If it's a work of the devil, we have authority over it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Let's shift ourselves. Let's shift our minds. Let's shift everything. And let's walk through the streets of this earth not being, not waiting till we get to church to pray for people or to help people, but get out there in the streets. Take the authority of Christ out there everywhere you go. Start laying hands on the sick. Start speaking Jesus to people. Start walking in your authority in your schools, in your workplaces, in your homes. And let's bring divine order in Jesus' name. Now, everyone, eye closed right across this place. Thank you, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord, right now, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Now, I just want you to imagine the Father coming to you right now right now he's placing the robe of righteousness over your shoulders he's putting shoes on your feet it's the shoes of the gospel now there are crowns coming down from heaven male and female male and female he made them in his image and tonight you stand in the image of God being crowned to take authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth amen Father walking towards you and placing a scepter in your hand. 
And I want you just to do it in the, in the, in the natural. Just reach out your hand and take it. Just take it. The scepter is the stick of authority, amen. It's the thing of authority in your hand. Sons and daughters of the Most High God. Now, I want to ask you this question. What do you see around you? In your world, what do you see? That is not right. What do you see that is of the devil? What do you see that is not of the kingdom of God? And then I'm going to ask you this question. What will you decree? What will you decree? 